Hey, welcome back to City of Desert. I'm Father David Abernathy, and we're continuing our reading uh, on the Philokalia, on writings of the prayer of the heart. And we're currently reading Hezekiah of Jerusalem to Theodulus, his writing on sobriety and prayer. And we're picking up on page 280, if you're following in the text. We only got through two short paragraphs the last time. And so we're picking up with, up with paragraph three. It's here that Hezekiah begins to speak of the fruit and the importance of sobriety. He writes as follows, sobriety is the way of every virtue and every commandment. It's kind of an extraordinary statement if you stop and think about it. Hezekiah is saying that this watchfulness is taking every thought captive, the sobriety uh, of heart is necessary for the fulfillment of the commandments uh, of, of the Lord. And so if we neglect this virtue, if we aren't attentive to the attacks that come upon us primarily uh, within our own thoughts that arise out of our own passions or that come through the devil himself, then we aren't going to be able to fulfill the commands uh, of the gospel. It is also, he writes, called silence of the heart and is the same as guarding the mind, kept perfectly free from all fantasies. So silence of the heart or the guarding of the noose, which he says is primarily the casting out of all fantasy. So we are to engage in a kind of imageless prayer and we are to uh, protect ourselves against uh, imagination, thoughts, ideas coming together in the, the formation of fantasy. That, again, the attacks that come to us in the spiritual life are primarily psychological and they play on our passions and particularly make use of our thoughts that come to us, even if they seem benign uh, at first. If you remember, uh, we talked last time that uh, even benign thoughts can be an intrusion into the spiritual life and our uh, remembrance of God throughout the course of the day. And so what seems benign at first can actually lead us down the path to sin or the development of these types of fantasies. He goes on in paragraph four to say, he who is born blind does not see the light of the sun. So he who does not live in sobriety will never see in its richness the brightness of the grace which comes from above. So if we've neglected sobriety, if we've neglected watchfulness of heart throughout the course of our lives, we may never come to know that uh, its absence in our lives is something that has a negative impact upon our relationship with God and our struggle with sin. Often we can engage in the spiritual life, participation in the sacraments, and even engage in a kind of prayer while neglecting uh, what would be considered by the fathers to be a, a fundamental ascetic practice, uh, this watching of the, of the thoughts. And so Hezekiah, like so many of the fathers, holds it in such high regard that it's not only, as he said, the pathway to being faithful to the commandments, but it's also the pathway to the fullness of the spiritual life. Without it, there is no spiritual growth. He goes on to say, neither will he be freed from evil deeds and words and thoughts which are hateful to God. 
and not being free from them, when he departs, he will not pass unhindered by the rulers of hell whom he must meet. So there's a kind of eschatological element to what Hezekiah is saying here, that if we neglect sobriety, we are going to have to answer uh, to God for the evil deeds and words and thoughts that have come upon us, that there is uh, within our words and thoughts a kind of destiny. Each word and thought is freighted with destiny because each word, thought, deed is a possibility either to love God and be faithful and obedient to him or to give ourselves over to the devil himself, which we will, whom we will certainly meet if we fail to embrace this part of the ascetic life. Continuing on, Hezekiah writes, Attention is unceasing silence of the heart, free of all thoughts, at all times, constantly and without ceasing. It breathes Christ Jesus, the Son of God and God, and him alone. It calls upon him and with him bravely fights against the enemies and makes confession to him who has power to forgive sins. It's really it's beautifully written. Uh, one who engages in this unceasing silence of the heart begins to breathe Christ. That the recitation of the Jesus prayer, for example, that would be uh, indispensable for this attentiveness uh, becomes a kind of breathing in uh, of Christ that on multiple levels of our attention, uh, we are constantly calling out to God for help, as well as the times when we find ourselves under attack. And when we do, it is then when we are praying that Christ himself bravely fights against the enemies and also will forgive, forgive us for the times that we have sinned against him. Such a soul, he writes, through continual calling on Christ, embraces him who alone searches the heart, and it seeks to hide its sweetness and its inner attainment from all men in every way, lest the evil one should have an easy entrance for his wickedness and destroy its excellent working. And so Hezekiah warns us that this work of attentiveness should be kept quiet in secret, that we don't expose our hearts to the world around us, uh, to do so is to make ourselves vulnerable, that even though Satan cannot control us and our actions, he can become aware of the patterns of our lives and in those patterns begin to pick up vulnerabilities. And so if we begin to taste something of the sweetness of this attentiveness and we manifest that in some unguarded fashion to the world around us, it can then become a weak spot for us, whether of pride, or ways that we aren't attentive to certain things that we should be as of yet in our growth in the spiritual life. In section six, he writes, sobriety is the steadfast setting up of the thought of the mind and posting it at the door of the heart so that it sees alien thoughts as they come, those thieves and robbers, and hears what these destroyers say and do. And so sobriety is as if posting uh, a guard at the door of our heart and to watch for any uh, demon that might want to come and uh, pull us away from our attentiveness to God. The Desert Fathers uh, are perhaps 
far more strict than we could imagine ourselves uh, as being, uh, watching every single thought as it approaches or emerges, either from the unconscious or comes to us uh, through the senses. Uh, but yet this is what we are called to as well as Christian men and women, to have such a watchfulness that we are alert uh, at every moment in all that we do, not being careless in any way. He goes on to say, and sees what is the image inscribed and figured in them by the demons who are trying thus to seduce the mind by fantasy. For this work, when it is done with loving effort, reveals to us very fundamentally and clearly by experience the art of mental war and brings skill in it. So the more practice we, we become in this, we begin to see the art of the warfare that we are engaged in as Christian men and women, that we begin to see the wisdom of the fathers as we see the truth emerge within ourselves uh, as to how many thoughts that come upon us throughout the course of each day and how easily we can be distracted from our pursuit of God and the pursuit of virtue. We'll pick up next time uh, with Hezekiah's description of some of the other elements of this mental warfare, uh, including the ways that God uh, will choose to test us or put us to the trial in order to further deepen the virtue within us. Thank you for joining us for another episode of City of Desert, and we'll see you soon.